Welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm Laurence, your host, and today it's all about continuing the series on motivation. And last week, if you didn't listen to the episode, highly recommend going back to it because we were looking at really the foundations of motivation and being motivated and how the reason behind doing something is really, really important in order to sustain motivation and actually, you know, really go after what we want without sabotaging ourselves or giving up or being distracted by other things. So last week we talked about a few questions, think about to journal around so that you can actually tap into this emotional connection that's really needed. And today we're going to be going into mental resistance because this is a really big, 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 big key factor that comes up that can really stop us in our tracks from reaching the potential that we want to reach and really just putting our work out in the world that we're meant to put out there, whether that means a business, a career, but also just like who you're meant to be and what you're meant to do in this lifetime, what you're meant to share with others. And this is really the number one thing that I see blocking people from going after what they want or really even just taking a chance on becoming the person that they really want to become and really creating a different life for themselves. So this is going to be digging deep into the mental resistance. And so this is where first, the first step is getting clear on what you want, getting clear on why you want it, having an emotional connection to that. But then we want to address what's in the way, because just because we have our goals, we have a strong emotional connection, a lot of the time we don't feel worthy of getting it. And we feel like there's all these obstacles that are keeping us from getting it. And so this is where you can, you know, repeat affirmations till you're blue in the face. But if you don't get into what's in the way, what's blocking you, what's keeping you from stepping into that, achieving something greater, receiving more, then a lot of the time we're not actually going to achieve it because things will get in the way. We'll sabotage ourselves, etc. So you know that little voice in your head, the one that blocks you, the mean girl, the one that really questions you, that doubts you, that puts you down, the voice of really everyone who has ever discouraged you in the past. This is the voice of fear, also known as resistance. And so we all have this voice. None of us are exempt to this voice. And even successful people, they still have this voice. But as we're going to get into today, it's really about what voice are you letting run the show and which one will you listen to? And so when you get ready to do the thing, whether it's start a business, put yourself out there, um, start the workout routine, eat healthy, whatever it is, this can paralyze you because fear will get in the way. Resistance loves excuses. And so when we reach this point of before we're getting ready to do the action, we can just become paralyzed and put it off. And this is 100% normal because when you're doing something new, it means you're getting outside of your comfort zone. And that means there's going to be fear because it's really the unknown. Anything could happen there. 
which is scary for the ego. And so a lot of people think, oh, well, it's not meant to be, or it doesn't feel good. But the thing is, a lot of the time, it's not going to feel that good because fear is going to come and get in the way. So when we have resistance or fear that comes up, a lot of the time, this will be really, really, really sneaky. So this can be like, I had a hard day, I'm tired, tomorrow will be better timing, I've got more healing to do, I've got more learning to do, I've got more experiencing to do, this one comes up for me a lot, I'm not ready yet, I don't have enough money yet, I'll do it when, blah, blah, blah. And so this is resistance, this is fear, and a lot of the time it will come up as excuses that are totally logical and totally valid, but the thing is, we can just stay paralyzed and stuck when we keep listening to this voice. And then we wonder why we're not farther ahead. And so if this is something that you resonate with and you want to dive deeper into, definitely recommend the book, The Art of War. He talks all about this. And it's one of my favorite books. I've read it at least twice now. And I'm going to share some of the excerpts in this podcast from that book. And so one of them that he talks about is the more resistance you experience, the more important your unmanifested art project enterprise is to you. And the more gratification you will feel when you finally do it. So this is also another quote that just came up for me um, that I really wanna share. So it goes like this. When you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And so this is just something that, this quote, I just love it so much. Um, because even though we think that it's better or it's safer to not do the thing, not put ourselves out there, etc., it actually can really eat away at us inside because we are not actually answering our soul's calling and our purpose and why we're here and the message that we're really meant to share with the world. And so the more that we allow this resistance to win, the more unfulfilled we'll actually feel. And so from this quote from The Art of War, the more resistance you experience, the more important this calling is actually, and the more gratification you will feel when you finally do it. So when you actually take that step, it actually feels so much better. And it's just like this total release. And so this is really calling you to expand and step into the unknown by sharing what it is that you want to share with the world and knowing that you will be supported, you will be guided, the next step will show itself to you. But if you don't take that first action step, you'll never know. And it actually can just eat away at you. And so another quote that I really want to share as well from the book is the amateur believes he must first overcome his fear, then he can do his work. The professional knows that fear can never be overcome. And I love this because Again, when we look at successful people or people who are where we want to be, we usually think, well, I know a lot of us think that, oh, they don't have fear. It's easy for them. But the thing is, fear never actually goes away. 
that voice will always be there, that inner mean voice, the fear, the resistance, it will always be there. Everyone has it. No one is immune to it. The only difference is that successful people did not listen to that voice. They did not let it have the final say. So this is something also that something that my coach brought up a lot was it really is the deciding factor is whether you will decide to listen to that voice or listen to your intuition, your higher self, which voice will you choose? So at the end of the day, you will always have that resistance, always have that fear, but it's about giving into it and letting it have power over you and having the final say. And this is where awareness really is key because if you're not aware that resistance is coming up and that it's actually fear that's talking to you, then it can be really easy to just sort of let it take over but then once we start to become consciously aware of it, bring it to our conscious mind, then we can actually take that split second to question it and take a pause and ask ourselves, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Is this fear that's showing up? What will I choose instead? And so this is another quote that I want to bring up as well. There's so many quotes in this book. And so what he says is the professional keeps his eye on the donut and not on the whole. He reminds himself it's better to be in the arena getting stomped by the bull than to be up in the stands or out in the parking lot. And so this is also another quote that um, is very well known from Theodore Roosevelt about the man in the arena and who, and that it's actually not the people who are in the arena who will judge you and criticize you or shame you. It's the people who are in the stands who are not taking action on their dreams and they're not actually working through fear. And so this is always something to remember as well. When you are in the arena, it's going to be a little uncomfortable for sure. But at least you have tried and you actually put yourself out there. Because I think at the end of the day, the biggest regret is getting to the end of your life and asking yourself, what if? What if I had done that? What if I had taken a chance? What if I'd actually gone after what I wanted to do? And so talking about doing the thing versus actually doing it is very different. Even if you fail, even if you mess up, quote unquote, you're farther ahead than just talking about it. And so this is where taking action is absolutely key. And this is why this episode is really the space between knowing what you want and taking that action. And the resistance is usually going to be in between. And this is where usually what differentiates between you taking action and not taking action. And the other thing I really want to mention as well is that failure is really not a thing. It doesn't exist. It's you really, it's just a learning experience. Failures are just learning experiences and it's impossible to be successful without failing. This is a lot of people will say that their success really was just failure after failure after failure. And it just kept going and going and going. And so it's only really a learning process. And just because something doesn't work out the first time doesn't mean that it's not meant for you. Um, a lot of the time it's really about perseverance. So whatever you can do, begin. Begin it now and take action. Even if it's a small step, even if it's the tiniest step, it's still momentum. And so we're talking about resistance. This is really an internal battle. It's something that can't be seen. And wherever you are struggling to achieve something, 
usually there's going to be a subconscious program that does not support it. So when we're looking at the mind, we really have two minds, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And this is where a lot of the time we can say that we want something, we want to do something, but then our actions contradict it or we self-sabotage and things like that. And this is usually because the program in our subconscious mind, which really is um, responsible for 95% of reality, is not in alignment with what we say consciously and what our conscious desires are. And this is where manifestation, quote unquote, can fail, quote unquote. Because what we want feels so out of reach because our low, our level of self-worth does not match what we want. So a lot of the time we want to become a certain person or achieve a certain something, but our level of self-worth has to match that thing. Because if we don't think we deserve it, then a lot of the times it won't come to us or we will get rid of it or we will sabotage ourselves. And this is why so many times we sabotage good things that happen to us because the subconscious program runs opposite to it. So subconsciously, we we can think we, we don't deserve something or we hold a fear around it. And it doesn't matter, again, how hard you visualize or you chant or you affirm it. This is where um, the work really needs to be done because if subconsciously you do not want that thing, it will either leave, you will get rid of it, or you'll sabotage before even attaining it. And so the biggest blocks in the way to achieving what we want and creating the lives we desire really are in our subconscious mind. And this is why I've become so passionate about working with the subconscious mind in my coaching and my own life, because this is where we really see the sustainable results and a big shift, because it's really about the internal reality that is going to be expressing our external reality. And a lot of the time, these are things that we are not consciously aware of because they are subconscious. They have been pushed down into our unconscious. And these are usually stemming from childhood experiences, trauma, etc., and belief systems that we were learned, conditioned into from society, from people who brought us up. And this is the program that is running the show because when we are growing up, usually between zero to seven, this is where the subconscious mind is just absorbing everything. It's becoming a sponge. And so everything that we're seeing, experiencing, we are taking as truth. And so today as adults, we might actually still have these beliefs that are not serving us, but they were programmed into us. And so this is where subconscious work is so, so powerful. And so we have these thoughts, these emotions, these behaviors, these patterns that are programs and that are on repeat, it's basically the story or the lens that we're looking at life through. And this is why they say you see life as you are, not how it is, because we are really just seeing life through our own programming. And so where does it all start? It starts with our thoughts and awareness. If we are not aware, then we can't change it. And so when we have these thoughts, these emotions, these beliefs, these stories about us and about life, this usually follows with an action that follows from an emotional pull or an emotional trigger. So this can keep us in inaction or take action. And this then confirms our belief about ourselves and about the world. And it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of this cycle that just kind of reinforces the pattern and the beliefs and the stories about us. And this is why pushing and forcing consciously to achieve things only works for so long 
before we self-sabotage or unknowingly push things away um, and that we just we just don't align to the thing or the person that we want to become because our subconscious is way, way, way more powerful. And this is where it can be actually so much harder and take so much longer to achieve certain things because our subconscious is not in alignment with our conscious mind. And so this is where we can actually obtain things a lot more easily with less hard work, even though there is always work, but it doesn't have to be like such a struggle and take so long. And this can really almost like collapse time because we are energetically becoming a match to what we want to attract. And so wherever you're struggling to achieve something in your external reality, this usually means that you have a subconscious program that does not support it. And we just need to investigate what that is. When our level of self-worth does not coincide with what we want to attract, we'll have a really hard time attracting it. And so this is where instead we recreate and we reattract things that we do tolerate and that we think we deserve. And this is where this could look like relationship or a certain income cap that you just can't surpass or um, career, health. This could come to any um, area of your life. And so we really fulfill the story that our subconscious mind holds about ourselves and about life. We just reconfirm it and we see it in our external reality and this just becomes a cycle and so typically the stories that we do have are not really empowering like I don't deserve more I'm not good enough I will lose whatever the thing is I'm not smart enough etc 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 so there are all these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves and about life like life is hard it's difficult to make money love doesn't exist, all men are bad, all women are bad, whatever it is. We all have these stories and a lot of them are usually not very empowering, not serving us. And they're very rarely accurate as well. In fact, most of them are actually complete lies, yet we live by them. We create the story in our mind to protect us when we're usually in our childhood years. And then we just keep living by them without actually questioning them. And so this is why going in to rework old patterns and conditioning is such an important part of our growth and healing. Because as I mentioned, 95% of our reality comes from our subconscious mind. And this is the part of the mind that also controls the body. It controls all of the automatic, automatic processes and it knows what the blueprint of health for your body looks like and it knows how to heal your body. Only 7 to 8% of what happens to us is based on genes. Over 90% of disease is actually a total reflection of our environment and subconscious programming. And so this is known as epigenetics. So you can actually shift your genes with your environment, your habits, nutrition, the things you put into your body, but also your thoughts, beliefs, and your really your identity about yourself can actually also shift that. And this is again, why I work with the subconscious mind and why I'm so passionate about it because I noticed that at one point I was hitting a plateau. I couldn't understand why and started to realize that my subconscious mind was actually really not in alignment with what I consciously want to create in my life and that I was really holding myself back and sabotaging. And it is a continuous work and it's something that I need to do on a regular basis 
and something that really never ends, but it is so, so rewarding when you start to actually bring things to your awareness, start unraveling them, start healing them and start to reprogram them. Because what we're missing out on if we don't do this is a lot. And so one other thing that I want to mention before I get into some journal prompts is um, when it comes to the mental resistance and the mental chatter and all of the mindsets, um, blocks that can come in between what we want to achieve, what we want to have in our life and what we actually go to accomplish is the pressure of society and also listening to the wrong voice. So I think a lot of the time we can really get caught up in the chatter in our minds. It can be really hard to disconnect from that. And then also just the conditioning of society that we should be doing something. We should be the certain person. We should want this thing. So it's really important to really, really, really get clear on what you want and what is right for you, because it will actually be more effortless for you to achieve that thing when you're actually following your blueprint, your soul calling, um, and your path. And this is where human design, which I will talk about in future episodes, has helped me so much because it's really a blueprint to basically your soul and why you're here and the path of least resistance for you. And it really gives you validation in terms of why you do things a certain way, why you like things being done a certain way, that kind of thing. And instead of shooting all over ourselves to do things a certain way or want a certain thing, when we actually get real on what we want and how we are and actually respect um, who we are, then we can actually make it so much easier for ourselves because we are not pushing against ourselves. We're not working against ourselves. We're actually in alignment with who we are. And that opens up so much more that we can attract because we're actually living in alignment with who we are on an energetic level. And so this is also something that if you feel like, oh, I really like have no idea even how to listen to myself, how to tune into my gut, how to um, even understand what my truth is, who I am, what I am meant to do here, et cetera. This is totally normal. It's not something that we should beat ourselves up about because we have not been taught how to be more intuitive and to listen to our gut and to really make intuitive decisions. It's more about the mind. We always tell ourselves, well, illogically I should do this. And well, that's what they say I should do or whatever. And so this can be really disempowering though, because a lot of the time we may have a gut feeling, but we can't explain it, but then we override it because it doesn't make sense. But that gut feeling actually is so powerful because the body has a lot more intelligence than the mind, because the mind can only really predict what it knows from the past, but the body can actually give you messages about the future and what you are actually made for, but that actually might not make any sense to your mind because you've never had that experience. But it can be scary because it logically will likely not make sense. And so one way that you can actually start to be more in tune with your truth and your message and your intuitive body is to get out of the get into the body and out of the mind so that you can connect 
deeper within yourself. And this is something that really helps me because I am very much in my mind a lot. It's very chattery. It's very overwhelming all of the time. And so practices that really help me include grounding, whether that's walking barefoot on the earth, sitting on the grass, going for walks in nature. Breath work has been so transformational for me as well because that really helps me get into my body, out of my mind. That really helps to quiet the mind. And that's something I highly recommend if you have trouble with meditation, doing some breath work before. Um, and meditation as well is just really helpful to start to get more grounded and start to listen to yourself. So I'd love to end off this episode by giving you some journal prompts and some questions to just start getting, um, start to address the resistance and start to bring awareness to it. So then you can start to make new decisions and not actually be defined by that ego, mind chatter, the resistance, the fear. So I'd love for you to take out a pen if you can and a piece of paper. And if you can't right now, come back to this later and write it down. And just take a few moments to just journal about this. And especially if you do find fear comes up and you get stuck or stagnant, this is a great time to journal around these questions. So the first question is, what will happen if you do take this action? What won't happen if you don't take this action? What won't happen if you do take this action? What will happen if you don't take this action? And are you okay with that? So journaling around each question, are you okay with that? I know they all sound very similar, but they're actually different. It's kind of a, a little bit of a tongue twister, um, but this can really help you look at, well, what happens if you do or you don't take this action step? Because then you can also start to see, well, what is the worst case scenario? And then also, what am I missing out on if I don't take this action? What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? And so what is the alternative to not taking this action? And what's the alternative? So if you don't take action on this thing, what's the alternative? So for instance, if you have a business idea and you're working a job that you really don't like, you're not fulfilled, and you're just scared about taking this action because you think that you might fail or you might lose money or people might make fun of you. What's the alternative to not taking action on that? Is it staying the same? Is it just continuing doing the same thing that you've always done? It's always important to look at the alternative to what's in your mind, whether that be, well, what happens if I don't take this action or what happens if I do take this action? Because I think a lot of the time we look at the worst case scenario because our mind cannot look at a future event that has never happened. It just cannot predict what's gonna go on. It will usually look at stories from the past. So for instance, if you've taken a chance in the past, it didn't work out, it will usually project that fear into the future so that you don't take that action, so that you can prevent feeling the pain again. But the thing is there could be totally different alternatives. Like what if it actually works out? 
that's usually something that we don't usually think about because our mind will first go to fear to keep you safe. So it's really important to remember that um, looking at all options and seeing, well, what could happen if you actually take this action step? Because a lot of the time we only look at the fears of other people and our own fears. And so for me, when I ask myself this question a lot of the time when I don't take, when I'm scared or I'm resisting taking action, the alternative is staying the same, not reaching my potential and not knowing what could have been. So it's basically the current reality is basically going to keep on going because if you don't change anything from what you're doing now, then you can't change your circumstances. So for me, my greatest fear is getting to the end of my life and not fully living or tapping into my potential. And that is so much more greater than getting on video or putting my services out there or creating a new offer or offering a new program or speaking in front of people or whatever it is, or getting on this podcast. If nothing changes, nothing changes. We can only recreate the familiar in the known. We can't create anything new there. And this is why creating something new is so uncomfortable. It's because we are getting outside of our comfort zone, but that's also where we can create something new. So you can only see what you are losing. You can't see everything that you could gain. And so this is again, the question around what's the alternative, because usually we only see everything that could go wrong, but not everything that could go right. And again, Sometimes things don't work out as we expect them to, but there's always something to learn from it. And there's always another step that we can take moving forward because when we take action, the universe starts to reward us and we start to gain confidence and start to gain skills. And then we can keep moving from there because it really starts with one action step and then we can start to get better and better and better. So to conclude this podcast, Please remember that it's totally normal to feel resistance or fear. You're not alone. You're not special in this. You're not unique in feeling fear. We're all feeling it. And this is something that you should not beat yourself up over it, but actually just pay attention to and become your own friend, support yourself, allow yourself to feel the fear and acknowledge it, show compassion for yourself that you're actually doing something outside of your comfort zone, which to be honest, many people will avoid at all cost. And so this is already something to celebrate. So remember, fear is totally normal rite of passage and that you are not alone in this. But once you take action, it actually becomes way less scary. And then you actually just create a new threshold, another level. And things that you once were afraid about actually just become not scary at all. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you loved it. As usual, if you do, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out on Instagram, what came up for you. And don't forget to leave a rating or a review on my iTunes. I'd love, love, love for you to share how this podcast has been helping you and so that I can share it with more people and reach more people out in the world. Until next week.